Welcome back to Thinking Out Loud. Although we swore we would never return, here we are with our second episode, Nature vs. Nurture. And it is lovely to be back, especially with a new addition to our team. Today, to jumpstart our last podcast of The Grade 8 Gals, we will introduce our absolutely awesome, amazing, brilliant host, just in case you forgot, which seems impossible to do. True. It's Perry, and I'm here with my friends, Allie, Victoria, and our most recent member, Owen! (laughs) After much deliberation and discussion, we have decided to take on the difficult topic of jeans for this episode. Of course, we don't mean those super cute denims everybody adores wearing. Rather, the very chromosomes that make us who we are. Right. Well, now that we're on the fascinating subject of genes that fabricate in tandem to form our human structure, we go deeper into the nucleus, our DNA, and in turn, our very behavioral actions. So, what are chromosomes, how do we recognize them, and how do they affect us? Well, Peria, chromosomes are held within the cell nucleus containing DNA, histone protein, and other structural proteins. The genes, made up of DNA and RNA, are subsections where they can create specific traits. Yeah, exactly. The genes are molecules of DNA linked together. In addition, our genetic codes provide instructions or rules to create specific molecules which will in turn create proteins. Correct! A singular DNA molecule curled around a histone protein gives us our chromosomes, the very blueprint of life, as it set as a set of chromosomes is found within the nucleus of each individual cell. So in summary, chromosomes are DNA covered protein structures that hold our genetic material? Precisely. In fact, humans have 23 pairs of them, therefore 46 in total. This includes 22 pairs of autosomes, any other genetic material other than sex, and one pair of sex chromosomes, the XX or XY, which determines that fact. Well, good to know everyone has 46 chromosomes, because that just happens to be my favorite number. I'm so glad everyone else can enjoy it now. What a dink. Well, sorry to break it to you, but not exactly. As their cells are replicating and developing, an extra chromosome, extra X chromosome, or even a missing chromosome can cause issues or abnormalities. Whether it be Down syndrome, Klein-Felter, or Turner syndrome, these abnormalities can cause intellectual disabilities or have major impacts on mental processes. And that being said, DNA itself concludes mainly physical traits as well as behavioral actions or preference characteristics derived mostly from relatives. Although our DNA determines a lot about who we are and how we act with others, I read a few recent studies on social animals. They proved the interaction between genes and behavior is more of a two-way street than most of us would think. This makes me believe that behavior and personality cannot only be predicted by genes. Yeah, well, that makes sense. I think nature and nurture have been a huge debate over the years, and I think the interaction between genes that you spoke of welcomes the empress side of the argument, or in other terms, nurture. You know, that reminds me of the time I went to Nunavut and my eyes turned to, like, this greenish color. Could that be an example of environmental influence on my appearance? 
Yes, the subtle change from the constant temperature your body is adjusted to, to a colder or warmer temperature can influence the protein or DNA that determines your eye color and, in turn, how the genes are expressed. Or, you know, Perry could just be, like, a medical mystery. Maybe, you know. (laughs) Possibly. Possibly. (laughs) Okay, well, however, temperature isn't the only factor that influences gene expressions. Diet, light, oxygen levels, drugs, and chemicals are just a few of the environmental factors that can affect an individual's physical appearance. Therefore, if I grow up in and around people of the same environment, I'm likely to share traits, both physically and behaviorally, with them? Yeah, right. When people share experiences by living in the same environment, they're expected to be similar, just as vice versa can occur. With behavioral genetics, shared genetics cause similar familial traits, and non-shared genetics cause the differentiating factors. But along with physical traits, or phenotype genetics, there are many other factors that influence and affect our lives. Like what? Well, I was implying I would get to that, Peria, you know? So, (laughs) you should not interrupt me. Anyway, cultural recognition, social status and classes, income, and even educational backgrounds will impact the way children behave and think. Like how high-income parents tend to be more invested in sending their kids to top-level schools, as opposed to worrying about basic needs and necessities. With that, the kids will have drastically different experiences, leaving a rather powerful impact on their development. Yeah, these social differences may have an effect on genes in the brain, causing them to turn on or off based on internal and external cues. To influence our behavior, social information alters gene expression, while brain functions and social behaviors are influenced by genetic variation. Even in animals, genes can be turned on or off. Birds were found after a relatively interesting study using music, sounds, and songs to respond attentively and powerfully to the idea of a more natural sound over one made by humans. The researchers were able to conclude how intensely social interactions affect gene expression within the brain. So the study wasn't that interesting, it was just like relatively interesting? Yeah. (laughs) Just relatively But that kind of sucks then. Sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, Well, I also read some. And as they continue to do other studies on, I think it was bees and like species, researchers came to the end result of this. Social signals can have a profound effect on when and how genes function. All, All the factors that interact, environment, reception of social information, and genes continuously fall back on the level of DNA with minor alterations. Okay, well, that's all fun and dandy, but what about nature, aka the, nav- the nativist side? You know, as we grow to be the people we are, we, we receive genes through our mothers and fathers. Genes are the building blocks for our personality and behavioral traits. Though they heavily influence these traits, they cannot cause them. Sure. But non-transmitted alleles, or copy of a gene, could greatly impact the educational achievements of a child and much more. Through the study, researchers in Iceland could conclude that a third of the genes in a child are directly affected. You know, nature tends to affect our development regarding the mind. You know, like mental health conditions like schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, and our depression are more likely to develop due to family history. 
Other traits that aren't noticeable when we're first born will likely present themselves later in life as we mature. And these pre-programmed behaviors may switch on and off through our, what you could say, inner biological clock. Though the environment or nurture, as you guys wish to call it, can (laughs) alter who we are temporarily, we generally bounce back to our genetic course. Even so, is it really just about genetic background, or is it just as much a lifetime of experiences? Well, nurture consists of all the environmental variables, such as our social relationships and our surrounding culture, that influence who we are and who we become. Then nature refers to the genes we inherit, which will contribute to physical appearance and personality characteristics. Oh my goodness! Stop the kerfuffle! I I have an idea. So if both nature and nurture affect our behavior, then perhaps they're actually reliant on one another. So just as genes can set up the environment, the environment is responsible for changing the outcome of those genes? Exactly what I'm thinking. Expression and how we present ourselves to people around us is dependent on what our environment is like at the moment. The response we then make to our outside influences can lead to the changing of our genes by things like drugs, alcohol, and so much more. Right. So, do you think the social discrimination towards beauty, or the idea of beauty as it changes through culture and things like that, can affect our genes or be a part of the nature versus nurture aspect? I mean, likely. Because just as nature greatly affects our physical traits, as we inherit genes similarities from our parents, the environment we grow up in could then alter what genes are activated. Hmm. Building off of what Victoria said, imagine, for instance, um, two babies. One that meets society's standards of beauty and one that does not. We're both predisposed to have the same mental illness. Their social lives, based on said beauty, could lead to one to develop the illness while the other does not. This is due to the attention they are given from the genes they have. And those mental illness genes will not activate because they won't be stimulated with neurotransmitters and other proteins that are involved. Oh, okay, I see. So while genetic information acts as a roadmap, the environment works to shape who children are and who they will become therefore working together to influence behavior. Hold on, hold on, guys. I still believe that our inherited genes cause more of an influence towards our personality behavior. Okay, well, although it may not have the most correlation with our personality, well, without the help of the environment, of course, I think it may be related to whether or not a gene is conveyed. Yeah, okay, I imagine that gene expression relies on more than just one different interaction, like that of genes with other genes, and the continual interaction between the genotype, or all the genes a person inherits, and the environment. These gene interactions can often ensue a battle for dominance when genes contain conflicting information. Our height is an example of splitting the difference, while our eye color is an example of dominant recessive genes. With brown eyes being dominant and blue eyes being recessive, brown eyes will likely win the battle. But just as height is a good example of gene interaction, it 
also plays a role in gene environment interaction and influences. This describes how the environment a child is exposed to as it develops can impact how genes are expressed. While genetic code inserts instruction for height, the expression of the genes may be suppressed if the person has poor nutrition or chronic illness. So, while some trust that certain traits are inborn and occur naturally, regardless of our environmental influences, and others believe that we begin as a blank slate to be molded by our experiences, we may now believe that maybe instead of nature versus nurture, it's really nature through nurture. So happy we can finally agree on something. Woohoo! I mean, to end on a good note, that's a wrap. Hold your horses! We have a sponsor! Hiram! No! No! No. Oh. We are extremely happy to be done with our second and final episode of Thinking Out Loud as the Grade 8 Gals. Thanks for joining us, although how any of you will survive without our extremely informative podcast, we'll never know. Bye. Bye. And good night or day or evening. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay.